Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? This is Classified. This is Mocha Only. This is Sean Price. Yeah, Ghostface Killer. This is Quake Matthews. What's up, my brother Ali? Fight Diggy, Tribe Core Quest. Eloquent, man. What up, Styles Peter Ghost. This is Absol. This is K.O. And you listening to the Come Up Show, where that feel-good music lives. Hey. This is the show that you come up on, yeah. This is the spot that you come up strong, yeah. What's going on? Welcome to the Come Up Show podcast. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Martin Bauman, and it's day three of our celebration of Canadian Music Week. The festival just wrapped up over a week ago, and the Come Up Show was there covering shows and talking to artists. Yesterday, we brought you our interview with the Airplane Boys. Today, the homie Chetto catches up with Mike Boyd and his brother Classified. They talk about his album Note the Sarcasm, having a sense of humor, when Classified started taking his brother seriously, and lots more. Take a listen. So, uh, you recently got married in Jamaica. What's, what's, what was that like? to be committed to finally say I do <laughs> <laughs> honestly it felt no different at all really? once it was over I was like oh that's it but the next day everything was back to exactly the same as it was the day before so mm-hmm. it was cool as in Jamaica that was cool but other than that there wasn't a huge change in my life no mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, Luke being married for nine years I think he was celebrating his nine years anniversary right before you went to Jamaica yeah. uh, and all the things that he's been through what, what are some things that maybe you've learned from his from him and his marriage that you might apply to yours now uh, <laughs> he has a pretty good marriage they seem like I don't know I never see them fight or nothing so yeah. I guess just being together and being happy being faithful being faithful on the road that's the big one I learned from him. <laughs> mm-hmm. it seems to be uh, one of the bigger problems with musicians who go on tour so I guess overall, that's the most important one. Try to stay faithful. Mm-hmm. And and I think you said something like that. You, you didn't imagine. You saw yourself being single for like the next ten years, and <laughs> and uh, you know, I know how it is when you guys are on tour. I've you know I've been on a tour bus a few times, and uh, so what's that going to be like? The commitment and uh, also managing the wifey now, where maybe she, you know, women sometimes might have insecurities or jealousy and all that type mm-hmm. of stuff. Like, now I don't think it'll be any different because I've been with my girl now for, like, I think seven years or so. So she's used to all that. She's she's one of the good ones. She's not a crazy, jealous girl that, like, stalks me and goes through all my Facebook stuff and sees who I'm messaging and stuff. So I think it's going to be pretty smooth sailing unless I screw up along the way, but it should be good. <laughs> Uh, so your son was a big inspiration for this album. Tell me more about that, and why did it have to, for you to have a son to make an album when you're always in the studio with Luke creating, helping, and seeing other artists help? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, big thing was just loss of inspiration, and I don't know if it's just because where rap's going these days. I'm not, like, I don't even really listen to 98% of rap I don't listen to just because don't really like the way it's going so overall over the last so many years when I wasn't doing music and I'm in the studio every day like you said but it's usually working on Luke's album or whoever's there KO whatever but I just was not inspired and I was just at a place in my life where I was like really didn't give a shit about doing my own music or getting my name out there or anything I kind of just after my last album which was like seven years ago I kind of just said I just felt like yeah I'm done with this 
I'd rather be that guy in the studio helping out Luke, helping a executive producer, whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. And then I had my son, and that just, I don't know, as corny as it sounds and as cliche as it sounds, it mm. just gave me inspiration and made me want to do music again. I felt like I had something to say, something to tell people, something to talk about. So mm-hmm. I'd say that's that was the big change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and now... Do you see that being as, as a source for more inspiration as your son grows up and the things that you see? Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be like, even when I wrote most of the album, if not all of it, he was just this little guy that can barely move. So I'm sure once he starts doing stuff and talking and playing sports and all that, it's going to even give me that more, much more inspiration to do more music and talk about more subjects in life about just growing up and raising a family and stuff Uh, quoting uh, your brother uh, uh, Luke uh, he said to be honest I didn't really care if Mike made another album or not uh, but he was asking me for some beats he could work with so I I gave him a bunch of old beats some of them were five or six years old but I was so busy I couldn't really focus on it so I just told him to write anything he wanted to to try so when did uh, when did he start taking you seriously and start putting focus and attention into your album well i did a couple tracks over the last five years and really like two tracks over a five year span and after the second track i probably didn't do anything for like a year then i did the small uh the verse for small world with mad child and decisive and he just when he heard that i guess that was the point because you could tell my flow and my rhymes and everything was just seemed like it was so much better than my older stuff and like I say and again I don't know if it was from having a baby that made me all of a sudden learn how to rap better <laughs> but it seemed like everything just evolved from the last two songs I did in the last five years Look, uh, when did you start because you gave him a bunch of old beats or so you said they were like five or six years old that uh, you were too fo- you were focusing on other things when did you start taking your brother Mike seriously into what would become this album? Uh, probably Butterfly. We did Small, I think, first. Yeah, I said it was Small. What? I said it was Small. No, Small was like, okay, he's good, he's good, he's doing it. I'll give him one more beat. <laughs> and then I gave him Butterfly, I was like, okay, he did it again. And then I remember we were on tour, and I actually played them for Jason, my manager, and we were all like, okay, this is getting good. And then the third song we did was Mr. Mike which used to be a White Mike song eight years ago, uh, a buddy of mine that I rhyme with, that we've always liked the beat. We thought the beat was kind of like a timeless sounding beat. And then he did that one, and we had those three, and then we're like, okay, shit. Both, all three of these songs are really good. Flow sounded good. Songs were actually good, like good topics, good lines and stuff. So we just kept going with it from there. So I'd say, yeah, after the first three songs, is kind of when I was like, okay, I'll start focusing on this more so than, okay, Mike's calling me, bugging to record a song. Let's just do it so I can smoke some free weed from Mike. You know, it came, became a little bit more serious after that. So, uh, so uh, you, you know, your sense of humor, first of all, why is it important for you to have a sense of humor in, in your music? Just because I have a sense of humor in life, and that is probably my favorite thing, is trying to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I get a rise out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is what's it, what's it like now pushing an album? Last year you said it was seven years ago. Now doing these press, these doing these interviews, you're usually with your brother, you know, yeah. going through all that. What is it like for you now to be that guy uh, to talk to everyone? 
it's since the last album it's almost like completely starting over again like i was kind of just getting used to doing interviews and stuff seven years ago and then i stopped completely mm-hmm. now it's like uh getting interviewed again i was all nervous for the first couple and then once you start doing it again it's like okay whatever it's easy it's nothing mm-hmm. now i'm getting into doing my own shows again i actually got my first show and first show tomorrow night the marquee halifax no but it's my first show and like i don't know when i did my own last show but it's I'm nervous but I'm sure once I do one or two shows I'll be right back in that zone that I was mm-hmm. uh, so you started a campaign where you're going to be dropping a remix every other week of whatever the number one song on iTunes is even if the song sucks uh, tell me about this idea uh, that was actually Luke's idea okay. and it's yeah. yeah another great idea <laughs> so but I loved it because I've been trying to write since the album I'm just Still got the urge to write stuff and say stuff. So once he came out with that idea, it's like perfect. It's a challenge. It's fun. It can be the worst song in the world that I absolutely despise. But it, I'm gonna try to wrap something on it to make it sound good and make see if I can actually pull it off and come across as being like a real song, which is pretty fun, I think. So what was uh you've already dropped the song? What was the first one? It was the first one, right? Uh, Ariana Grande we dropped it yesterday Problem and it's a super club girly song and then I come in rapping hard as shit (laughs) (laughs) so you're obviously having fun on it and like creativity wise what do you like do you see yourself is it like stepping outside of your comfort zone a little bit a little bit just from the style of beats I'm rapping on and stuff but it's still like has that Mike Boyd sense of humor same kind of you know, same kind of rap and rhymes, same style. It's just over other people's stuff. And I'm trying to make it mix and trying to make it work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said, I never thought I'd be one of those guys rapping about dad stuff like Luke does. But I'm growing up. I thought I was going to be single for another 10 years at least. <laughs> so in terms of the, the topics now, because obviously you've been in the studio with Luke. You've known all the stuff yeah. that he's rapped about as well. Um, how I guess how are you gonna try to make it even more different than what he's done already, like what he's created already, or all the stuff that he talks about his yeah. children or being a father and all that that type of stuff. See, and I'm, I'm not even trying to talk about family life and kids and stuff as much as he does. Yeah. But when I do, I try to put my own little spin on it, and even bring a lighter side comedy to, comedy to it. So. When he's talking about his family, it's all heartfelt and you're ready to cry. But yeah. <laughs> when I'm talking about it, it's usually joking around about changing diapers and shitty diapers and whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Like maybe have fart noises yeah. in there or like, Ugh, or, you know, yeah. just have fun with it. Yeah, <laughs> just, the, just the lighter side of raising, having a family and not being so serious. I think that's the whole difference between mine and Luke's stuff is I don't take it serious, <laughs> which could be a bad thing. See, he says he doesn't take himself serious because it doesn't, it's not as comfortable for him. He likes to be funny and joking because then it's not serious. And if you don't like it, who cares? He's being funny, but he's be serious sometimes. Sometimes. I have nothing else to say. I don't know why I'm talking. Um, no, I, I want to get your, your, your input in, into this as well because you've produced uh, the whole album. Uh, what is it like now seeing your younger brother going through all this the second album and putting all the work that he has into it and you know the stuff that you've are used to doing every single album what is it like seeing him doing that 
Well, it's good because just as being my brother, it's good to see him out doing stuff. But even for me as Half-Life Records, like I did work with other artists and try to put them out, and it's never panned out how you want it to pan out. It's a lot of work for artists. It's a lot of, you know, it's not just, oh, go do shows and make music. Like there's so much other things that go into it. So for me, I just wanted to see it succeed, well, because he's my brother, but at the same time, it's like a, a thing for Half-Life Records, like to actually have an artist come out turn this into his own career be able to go do his own tours and really show that okay the label is actually putting out stuff that's turning into something rather than oh he put it out and went away you never heard of the artist again type thing so you know for both of those reasons I want to see it succeed yeah. are you happy with the overall uh, project like the album every, the way everything's been going the album the music obviously he could be out there more he could be doing more shows he could be doing more videos but that's kind of the whole learning thing of me trying to do the label thing, him as being a new artist and go, okay, well, you're not on the road 300 days a year, so what are you doing? That's why we came up with the doing the number one things. Just to give people a reason to even care to go back and check out the album. It's like, you know, shit comes and goes so quick. We dropped the small video with Decisive. That came open. It seems like after a week, everyone's kind of like, oh, yeah, I've seen the video. So it's like, okay, now what? We can't wait another month or two months to drop something. So we got to just keep, you know, putting stuff out there that will bring people back to the album. Because I think once people hear the album, they'll like it, they'll be into it and what he's about. But he's like a brand new artist to, you know, 95% of the people that know even my music. You know, he's still a brand new artist, so he's just got to get his stuff out Are you learning new things? Because I find, like, uh, you had that video, too, when you were in studio. uh, He was on the NPC. You were on the NPC class uh, playing the beats and all of that. You have this campaign idea as well, too. Have have you done... things like that for yourself or, or no yeah, different yeah. different ways just because uh, like I've always done like the little studio things once in a while like I, I did things a couple of years ago when I'm making something on the drum machine and stuff but for me it definitely gives me a new avenue like you know just being the guy behind the scenes like you said playing the drum machine while he's rapping like I can't do that by myself so it's it gives another avenue to push also my production which is at the end of the day what I'm trying to do you know what I mean I took my brother produced the album for it, made a great album with him and I hope people see that as, you know, as much as they like Mike's music, they go, oh, geez, the production's great. Classify can produce for other artists and make great music stuff rather than just always doing his own stuff. <clears throat> so, Mike, uh, for the people who have not listened to the album yet, what, what, what do you have, hope they get from this album? And what, why, why should they listen to the album? Uh, if they're, they, they're fans, you know, class obviously has a big fan pay, fan base they always see you on stage as well too why should they why should they be interested in mike boyd they should be interested in mike boyd because <laughs> i don't know it's just um i think i have a different style of rap than really anybody that's coming out these days it's just not it's not so serious it's not all about the swag and being cool it's 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 a reminds me of the older days of rap when you know will smith was doing songs about fighting mike tyson and like funny stories and stuff like that it's just if you're sick of all that new rap like i am (laughs) check out my album it might might surprise you You sound like you're really, really frustrated with what's happening in hip-hop right now. Um, being, uh, being in the independent hip-hop scene and being with Luke all the time in the studio when he's working with all these new artists, do you need new music? Do you need, someone, do you need fans to give you new music? Or do you, have you not like, discovered what's going on a lot right now? Or, or no, are you just paying attention to what's on much mainstream music as an example? What is that? 
you ain't checking the underground because there's dope shit in the underground, oh, bro. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of work to go through all that <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. We'd always listen to cars, you know, get in the car, drive, play whatever's the newest stuff. You get into it. Yeah. But like with me, kids, I'm not listening to rap because I don't want my kids listening to rap music when they're two years old because they don't understand what's going on with all the bad language and stuff. So to hear all that music, most of the time, it's what you see when you turn on much music and go, oh my fuck, this is what rap is now. Yeah. Or you turn on, you know, whatever it is you hear it from. So it's a, I think it's a, it's a, you know, a lack of just having time to really go check a lot of new music. So you just see what's presented to you, which in turn is usually not what most people like anyway. So. Yeah, because obviously the distribution that mainstream music has of Top 40 has, it's everywhere and yeah. it's just in front of you, that type of thing. Uh, when I was a kid in high school, I listened to everything that came out, like, I had time to go on the internet and just sit there and go through every single song that came out from every artist. And now it's just like, there's so much stuff. There's so much stuff out there coming out every day. It's like, I can't even keep up with it. I'm not even like hating saying like I hate hip hop now. It's just like, I think I just, I hate to say it. I think I'm getting old. <laughs> it's like the style is changing where I still love that, that 90s. You know, and that, even in the 90s, like yeah. what was on the radio was good music, right? Yeah. Like most for the most part, like you know, like with Wu Tang or Biggie yeah. or like that stuff was on the radio. Where now, if they came yeah. out now, you'd probably have to go underground for it. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I agree. Uh, any last words to the world out there, to the people out there, man? Just check out the album. Note the sarcasm. Should be in your HMV. It's on iTunes. Um, www.mikeboydhiphop.com Follow me on Twitter at MikeBoyd31. Check out my videos on YouTube. I need more views. Come on. And, uh, yeah, keep your head up. <laughs> well, there you have it. If you want to know more about Mike Boyd, you can go to thecomeupshow.com. If you enjoyed the show, help us out. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on SoundCloud. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Come Up Show. Stay tuned. The rest of this week, I'll be dropping a new podcast every day. If you missed our earlier podcast from the week, be sure to check those out too. Once again, I'm Martin Baum, and thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Music.